0: to another edition of the daily fantasy dudes podcast it's week five of the nfl season and a lot of good value plays it looks like out there so we're looking forward to the opportunities this week matt how you doing today great to be back this week it's really an exciting week
1: for me i'm really looking forward to a lot of the games on the schedule they're heating up they're in mid-season form and so it's fun man this is this is what i love about football it's what i love about dfs
0: well, great. Let's get right to it. This is Tom Gallon along with Matt Van Every. Let's start off, of course, at the quarterback position. I like Tom
1: Brady a lot. You know, playing against the Dallas defense, there's certainly nothing uh, nothing there that scares me for the New England Patriots at all in Mr. Wonderful Tom Brady. I also like Phillip Rivers a lot. The uh, San Diego Chargers facing the Steelers. The Steelers, you know, they're just they're not exactly the steel curtain. They're giving up a lot of points, a lot of yardage through the air. And I really think Rivers, he's having a really good year. It's kind of flying under the radar because I think in some ways we've gotten used to Rivers having good years. And so he's having a pretty good year, though. And in DFS in particular, you know, he is a a top flight quarterback this year so far um, amongst those top guys. I also really like Blake Bortles. You know, like I said, he's one of those guys that's starting to make his way and getting a little bit consistent. I do like him this week playing against that Tampa defense. There's no one really on there that scares me. Gerald McCoy is about their only, you know, their only guy that is a, is really worth talking about. And um, as I understand, you know, he's a bit nicked up, likely to play. However, I still think that Bortles, he's got a pretty high floor this week, which is something that I'm always looking for. And then finally, beware, I know you're going to maybe laugh at me, but... I'm going back to Sam Bradford this week. I was impressed with his second half, three touchdowns. He was four for eight on passes over 20 yards. I think that's a good sign. This week, I think Bradford stays on track from that second half last week and has a really good, uh, a good game and, and shows up. Um, I could see another three touchdown passes for him
0: easily. Yeah, it sounds like we've got basically a lot of the same opinions here at the quarterback position. I think quarterback this week is an ideal spot to save some money. Now, I do like Tom Brady a lot coming off the bye week, playing in Dallas. you got to figure he's going to put up some big points. At 7800 on DraftKings, yeah, he's one of the more expensive guys. He will also be very heavily owned. So, yeah, I'm going to squeeze him into a few lineups, but he's not my focus for quarterback this week. I'm looking mainly at Tyrod Taylor at 5800 on DraftKings. He's playing at Tennessee. I think it's a good spot for a bounce-back game after a tough loss last week. Joe Flacco's another one playing Cleveland now. The one fear here is that they may just run the ball a little more than usual. But Flacco's been putting up some big numbers this year. He won't have Steve Smith, senior, almost certainly. But I think he still will be putting the ball in the air quite a bit. 5,600, that's a pretty darn good bargain. And I'm definitely with you on the kid in Jacksonville. Blake Bortles at Tampa Bay. I think he's really kind of developed uh, chemistry with his receivers, particularly Alan Hearns. And at 5100 that's a great price in a favorable matchup and leaves you plenty of room to go for the star-level players at other positions. All right, let's move on to running back. That's where I want to go star for sure this week. And I'm going to be all over, probably in every single lineup that I make. Le'Veon Bell, he's playing on Monday night at San Diego. They've had extra rest from playing on Thursday night the week before. He's 8,500 on DraftKings, so yeah, he's high priced. But Le'Veon Bell, I think, is the man to have on that Pittsburgh offense right now because with Michael Vick, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to get the type of looks he normally would with Big Ben at quarterback. So Le'Veon Bell, he'll get plenty of options out of the backfield on the passing game, and of course, he's a great runner. Le'Veon Bell, by far, is my favorite of the high-priced running backs, in fact, of the receivers as well this week. Cheaper guys, definitely, you know, I'm sold now. I've watched him a couple of weeks now. He has proven to me that he is very good, and that's Devontae Freeman. He's playing at home against Washington. Yeah, the price has definitely risen quite a bit, and it should have. He's had two big weeks, $5,700 on DraftKings, still well worth it. Todd Gurley had a breakout game last week. He's playing at Green Bay this week. Hopefully St. Louis can keep the game close, and I think they have a real good shot to do that. Gurley can definitely run. He showed last week with 100 yards In the fourth quarter alone against Arizona, maybe he's arrived. So a little concerned about the matchup, and he'll certainly have some high ownership. But overall, I do like Todd Gurley, another option. A little risky, as usual, with anybody in the running back position for New England with Bill Belichick. Deion Lewis, again, playing at Dallas. He's had consistency throughout this season. So $4,800 on the price tag, not great, but not too bad either. So there's the four main guys I'm looking at at the running back position.
1: Tom, what's not to love about Deion Lewis, man? I love that pick that you made there, and I, I'm definitely going with Dion too. Love him against the Cowboys, and I think that he is going to be a, a major player from here on out in the Daily Fantasy Sports weekly lineups that I use. Next is Duke Johnson, rookie, playing for the Cleveland Browns up against the Ravens. Duke Johnson is definitely their guy that gets the passes. He's the PPR weapon they have. But I also think that he's overtaken Isaiah as the number one, the lead dog up there. And I suspect going forward that he's going to start to dominate the touches. And we're going to see less and less of Isaiah, more and more of Duke. Todd Gurley. I love Todd Gurley this week. I think going up to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, Todd Gurley rumbling, stumbling. I can just imagine it. I think he's going to have a big week, and I think that he's another guy to to keep a close eye on every week. I mean, unless he's just going up against a nightmare matchup, he's probably going to be in a lot of my lineups. T.J. Yeldon, kind of the opposite. I don't know that T.J. is the most talented. I don't know that he's the best at anything. But you know what I do know is that he's there, basically their only back. I mean, he's the one of the few guys in the league that's in that situation that's not a committee. So he's going to get 25 touches a game. The Bucks are a mess. You know, they've got Gerald McCoy. That's it. And he's nicked up, you know, and I, I, nothing about them scares me from an offensive standpoint. So. Yeldon is a good pick this week. He's also cheap. Finally, and this is a guy that I don't know if he's going to be in my, my major lineups, but I'm going to take a couple flyers on him, maybe in some uh, in some GPP, lower lower dollar GPP tournaments, and that's CJ Spiller. He's a, a big play guy, definitely. We know that. We saw that last week in overtime when he busts out the 80-yard touchdown pass. The Saints are just aren't doing much, and they need some guys that can make things happen. Make a play today for the New Orleans Saints, and I think that CJ Spiller's a guy that they're going to look to more. CJ Spiller, uh, sneak him in there
0: uh, for, for a low price tag in, in a lineup or two and see what happens and wide receiver i'm all over odell beckham jr i expect a big bounce back he's playing a san francisco team that once again will be traveling back east and granted they do get the benefit of the late sunday start time so that'll help them but the fact is the team is just decimated on defense i don't see any way that there's anybody in that san francisco secondary that can hold back odell beckham jr i look for him to have a huge game Kamar Aiken, I like him again. That's a tie-in with Flacco at quarterback. He'll definitely be getting plenty of looks, as Steve Smith almost certainly will be out. And Aiken showed in the game against Pittsburgh that he's a reliable receiver that he can go to. And at $3,800 on DraftKings, good value. Another great value, and I think he'll get plenty of looks this week, and that's Cole Beasley. With Dallas, as they play at home against New England, Beasley, 3100 at DraftKings. Very minimal price on most sites. Another quality, cheap guy you can get, Willie Sneed for New Orleans, who has very quickly become a favorite connection of Drew Brees. Now, they're playing at Philadelphia, so certainly the pace should be as high as you could hope for in an NFL game. So I think Willie Sneed's a very good play that'll help you get some of the more pricey players in there. Alan Hearns. Had a great game last week. Don't generally like the chase, but at $4,500, he's relatively cheap. You can double him up there with Blake Bortles on some of your lineups. I think that's a good play. And finally, Monday night, really like Keenan Allen. Again, having Monday night players is something I always try to do. $7,200 on DraftKings, so he's kind of a upper mid-range price. But, you know, the ability to certainly put up numbers like a Julio Jones or a Odell Beckham Jr. So very much I like Keenan Allen as a Monday night receiver play?
1: You know, I'm really starting to buy into this theory of the number two wide receiver... When facing a team with a real shutdown corner. That's going to be reflected in a few of my picks. Not all of them. But this is something that I'm really looking at going forward. And in the first case, Golden Tate is a guy that I think is going to have a great week. Um, they are facing the Cardinals. And Patrick Peterson, who is going to be locked up with Megatron. And I really think that Golden Tate is going to benefit from that. He's a great guy with the yak. He really gets that yards after the catch. I could see him busting a long one and, and having a great PPR day for sure. Marvin Jones, another one. A.J. Green is going to be locked up with Richard Sherman, which, uh, you know, is a, a nightmare for most wide receivers. Sure, a guy like A.J. brings it on. But, you know, Marvin Jones has been expected to do things in the past, and he has not quite gotten it done. I am going out on a limb. This is the week that Marvin Jones shows up. He has that 100-yard game, maybe 8-9, even double-digit catches, touchdown or two. Leonard Hankerson, which is a guy who's been getting it done, he is the solid number two. He has forced Roddy White into a third-string role. Roddy White's not even getting that many. He snaps Leonard Hankerson can play and I think in that powerful Matt Ryan Matty Ice led offense I like Leonard Hankerson against the Redskins Mike Evans for the Buccaneers playing against the Jags He's not quite got it done yet either. Vincent Jackson was the guy last week, that's for sure. And so he's kind of going against my number twos that I was picking with. You know, I think this is the week that Mike Evans shows up. You know, he's getting the targets for whatever reason. You know, he is playing with a rookie quarterback. Maybe that's got something to do with it. But I'm going with Mike Evans this week. I think he's going to show up. And uh, honestly, that's a guy, too, that I'm going to be looking at a lot going forward as the season progresses. Allen Robinson of the Jaguars against those Bucks. He is starting to draw the double teams. He is starting to draw more attention. Allen Hearns is a popular pick. However, I like Robinson. I think Robinson's going to get it done. Now, this is probably my number one pick of the week. Up there with Tate. I really like Tate. But number one, Jeremy Macklin in Kansas City. Had a big game last week, and I think this is a week he really gets it done against that Bears defense. Which, you know, the Bears are not the laughingstock we quite thought they were. However... I think Macklin's going to light him up, and I think Alex Smith is going to find him early and often. I also like Kendall Wright of the Tennessee Titans facing the Bills. You know, he's not one of my very top choices, but he's really cheap. He's a guy, if you're looking for a last pick, I think that he is a guy to take a long and
0: hard look at. At tight end, Bronk is back. Rob Gronkowski is probably the most obvious play at tight end. He'll be heavily owned. $7,500 on DraftKings. They're playing at Dallas. Get him into some of your lineups, but the fact is, he's going to be tough to fit in all of your lineups if you want to have other positions with star players like the Beckham Jr., like perhaps a Tom Brady. So it'll be tough to work him in on quite a few. I get that. But at the very least, I recommend getting Gronk into some of your lineups. The other tight end that I'm really looking at, Owen Daniels. You just can't deny it. It's the Raiders, and he's a tight end. Enough said. The Raiders have not stopped any tight end this season. And even with Peyton Manning not throwing the ball as well as he has in the past, I'd like for Owen Daniels to have probably his best game of the year in this matchup. At $2,700 on DraftKings, very minimal price on other sites. He's somebody you can put in there, feel pretty confident. He's going to get you some reasonable numbers and allow you to fill in other spots. Charles Clay is another one. I kind of like tying him in with Tyrod Taylor. I think uh, they've kind of developed a chemistry. Now his price has gone up a bit. $4,100 on DraftKings. But still, I think he's well worth playing. He's kind of that mid-range tight end that I'll be looking at this week.
1: Return of the Mac. No, not the Mac, but Antonio Gates. Coming back. To play with his boy, Philip Rivers. You know, Rivers, as I said, having a great year. So, you know, I got Rivers. I got Allen, and now I got Gates. It's his first week back. He's going to have that chip on his shoulder. You know, a veteran. I'm a big Gates fan. Always have been. Been a class act. Played basketball before. He was kind of one of those early guys right behind Gonzalez that came from the basketball arena. Like that power forward out there playing tight end. I just loved watching him play, man. He's such a fun player. Another guy I like. Who else? Gronkowski. I mean, just go ahead and chalk him in at just about every week. He is unstoppable. Rex Ryan wasn't able to stop him. No one else has been able to stop him. And I don't see the Dallas Cowboys being the first team to stop him. Another one I like is Tyler Eifert. It's going to be a really interesting game. That might be my matchup of the week. Just I can't wait to watch that game, Seattle versus Cincinnati. I think that A.J. Green's going to have a lot of trouble. As I said, I like Marvin Jones. I also like Tyler Eifert a whole lot. Finally is Delaney Walker. I think Delaney Walker might just have himself a little good game too. Um, you know, I like Marcus Mariota. I don't totally trust him completely, and I know that Bill's defense is pretty good. I don't think they're going to win that game. In fact, I think they might get a little bit lit up. But I do think Delaney Walker is going to have a pretty good game. I think he's going to need those outlet guys to go to, which is another reason I like Wright as well, because he goes over the middle, kind of that possession guy that makes the tough catches.
0: Fair enough. Let's take a look at the defenses for this week. I'm really only looking at a couple. Probably the Chiefs is my favorite. I really think they're due to bounce back. I think they'll really put a lot of pressure on the Chicago Bears with Cutler at quarterback a little bit. Still beat up from his injury, even though he did come back last week. I think the Chiefs should be highly motivated after two straight losses, and they're going to really get after it. And next, the Giants against San Francisco. I have seen nothing from that San Francisco offense, and in particular, Colin Kaepernick this year, that makes me believe that they're going to do much of anything. The Giants at 2900 on DraftKings, pretty much a bargain basement price and plenty of upside because Colin Kaepernick has been getting sacked left and right. He's prone to the turnover. So plenty of opportunities there with the Giants and the Chiefs.
1: Man, Tommy, boy, once again, we agree on a lot of things. I, too, like the Giants. I think that that matchup with the 49ers, you know, boy, they came out week one. I just don't know what happened. They looked great. The Vikings looked awful. And, boy, how the tables have turned. Just goes to show you how little you learn from week one. Another team I like a lot is the Falcons, especially at the price. If you wanted to stream a defense and put your money elsewhere, look at the Falcons playing the Redskins. That Falcons defense is underrated. Dan Quinn has those boys playing some ball. The Dirty Bird, man. I'm
0: just waiting for someone to bust out the Dirty Bird down there. Yeah, we'll see if the bird can soar again in Atlanta. Moving on, it's tip time. For my tip of the week, I'm going to talk about lineup optimizers. Are you using them? If not, I really believe you should. And the big benefit I find with these type of tools is that they help you find players you might have otherwise overlooked. So what I'll typically do is have a core I'll make sure those guys are in the lineup and then I'll build lineups around them and then kind of gradually take a look at some of the players that the tool puts in, the optimizer. And, you know, if I like the guy, great, I'll leave him in there. Otherwise, I'll tell it to rerun without that player see what it comes up with and just kind of keep generating lineups until I feel like I've got one that I really like. And oftentimes I will see guys that maybe I didn't think of that are in good spots and be able to find out about those just because I ran these tools. There are quite a few free ones out there that I think are well worth giving a shot on both dailyfantasycafe.com and at fantasypros.com. They have ones that you can run that have a lot of features, definitely worth checking out. And all you got to do is register with the site. They're free. There's nothing to pay for. Roto-Grinders, of course, has theirs. But these two sites, I think they've really grown their tools and give you a lot of options. So if you aren't doing it yet, by all means, I recommend using these lineup optimizer tools to your benefit. I think they'll really help you find some key players, especially some value guys, that could help you win in GPPs and even a lot of times in the cash games like 50-50s and double-ups. Matt, what have you got for the listeners this week? Yeah, my
1: tip of the week, you know, I just discovered a real gem in a website called footballoutsiders.com. It's got the breakdowns of each position. It's also, they've created unique stats, kind of their own thing. There's one called DVOA. Defense adjusted value over average, which breaks down every play and assigns value based on both yards and yards towards a first down. They try to kind of get into, it's kind of like some of the baseball sabermetrics, like what's most important? You know, not all first downs are made equal. I think that's really interesting. One running back runs for three yards, they say, you know, and another one runs for three yards as well. So two, three yard runs. Well, which is a better run? It's a solid question. That's really the heart of what they do at this site and the heart of what some of their statistics, such as DBOA, drill down and get to. Several factors differentiate these three-yard runs from one another. What's the down and distance? Is it third and two, or is it second and 15? Where on the field is the ball? Does the player get only three yards because he hits the goal line and he scores? Or is the player's team up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and he's running out the clock? Or is he down by two touchdowns and he's facing a defense that is playing purely against the pass? Is there a running back playing against the poorest defense of the Raiders or the defense of the Broncos this year? Those are all factors that matter, and that is the sort of information you get at Football Outsiders. Conventional statistics value plays based you know, on net yardage. It's always been net yardage. NFL determines the best players by adding up all their yards, no matter what situations they're in. How many plays it took to get them there? Football has one objective. What is that? Get in that end zone. And there's two ways to achieve it gain yards, achieve first downs. Those two goals need to be balanced to determine a player's value or a team's performance. All the yards in the world are not going to help a team win if they all come in six yard chunks on third and 10. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. I, and I think it's awesome. This is what this site digs in and does for you. They also have another stat. There's several that they have. These are the two I'm, I'm pointing out. Kind of like WAR in baseball, only it's called DYAR or Defense Adjusted Yards Above Replacement. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I found that the site has, uh you know, they've really spent a lot of time there this week, and uh, I found that I'm fascinated by some of this information. I mean, it's really applicable for DFS because it's all based on getting in where the end zone, the red zone, the gold zone. Their stats are going to skew towards players that are most likely to come up big when it matters most, and most likely to lead the team in points. They even have unique stats for special teams i'm telling you man check this site out that's FootballOutsiders.com.
0: excellent tip and a good place to end this podcast we'll talk to you again next week on the daily fantasy dudes podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast on itunes or your favorite provider and if you do use itunes we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review of the show we love the feedback and it helps us move up the podcast rankings and don't forget to check us out at DailyFantasyDudes.com for more news and tips each week. We'll have some of our final lineups posted there Sunday morning, about 30 to 45 minutes before the early games kick off, along with any late-breaking news and value picks.
1: Hey dudes, don't forget to follow me on Twitter under at EUFantasyDude. I'll always have links to the podcast and my Fantasy Hub blog articles posted there as soon as they become available, plus tips and more info throughout the week. And remember, when it comes to Daily Fantasy, Have fun. Win money. Don't be ridiculous.